0: One person told me who was widowed suddenly that she was given the advice that if anyone invites you to do anything, just go. It's nice to be open to making new friends.
1: Welcome to another episode of Dear Nina Conversations About Friendship. I'm your host, Nina Badzen. I'm a writer and a friendship enthusiast. Our topic today is navigating friendship as a widow. And it won't surprise longtime listeners and my own personal friends to hear that my guest is my mom, Kathy Sackheim, who lost her husband, my dad, almost nine months ago. Mom, welcome back to the show and welcome to Minneapolis. Thank you for having me. So it's exciting. I have my mom here in my little home studio. For listeners who are new, my mom has been a guest advice giver in the written version of my friendship column for many, many years, and she was the guest for the episode already on episodes number one and number eight of the podcast. We talked about, in number one, friends who will only text, and I taught her how to use emojis live. And on number eight, we talked about friends who ask questions you don't really want to answer. But today's topic is a lot bigger, so mom, I think... We should get to it and thank you for being willing to do this because I have had people ask me about this topic because they knew that dad died and also they're dealing with this maybe in their own lives or for their own parents. So before we talk about friendship and social life as a widow, I think we need to understand what your social life was like when you were married to dad. Can we start with that? What was your social life like before he got sick when you were newlyweds? Let's say we can start way back there.
0: Well, when we were newlyweds, I was still in college. When I graduated, suddenly all my friends left town, and I was kind of left friendless. So I started joining organizations. We joined a couples club at our synagogue. And little by little, we developed a group of friends, lots of friends. We had social plans, Friday night, Saturday night. Sometimes we went to movies. We went to theater. We were in a bridge group for 50 years where we met once a month. The people in our bridge group got to be really friendly. We were all at each other's weddings, children's weddings, bar mitzvahs, bat mitzvahs, birthday parties, anniversary parties. We really had an active social life.
1: Okay, so that's when you first were married, and I know you were... You were a senior, right, when you got married at Northwestern?
0: I was in the middle of my junior year, actually. Oh,
1: my goodness. So young. Yeah. So young. For listeners who don't know, my mom's from upstate New York. So this wasn't her hometown, but it was my dad's hometown. Did dad have friends that he had kept from high school and younger? Like when you guys were first living in Chicago, were you hanging out at all with people from his childhood?
0: Not really. You know, uh, I never
1: really asked that before. But I'm sort of interested to know that.
0: He went to law school for a year. We had that friend. He went to business school. We had that friend. So there were a couple friends, but they weren't from high school or grammar school.
1: Okay, that's interesting. And I, I asked that everybody because my parents ended up living in the same town where my dad grew up and where I ended up growing up, but those weren't the people that he hung out with. You had you made fresh friends. Right. Yeah, okay. So anyway, you did a lot of couple things. And what about your own friends? Are all of your friends part of a couple? or Do you think you had... Friends that were your own friends?
0: I had my own social life. I had my lady friends, my girlfriends. I was in a book club. I joined things that dad had no interest in. And he had his sports friends, people he went to football games with, and something I had no interest in.
1: And then do you feel like your parents
0: had a lot of friends?
1: Is this something you saw as important? Or did your parents not have a lot of friends and therefore you saw it as important?
0: Uh, they had some friends, they didn't always sustain their friends for long periods of time. And I had no family in Chicago. So I friends became my family. That makes sense. And I get that. Although I have family
1: here, and you did have family in Chicago, it just wasn't the family that we're related to. But right. yes, I get what you're saying. It, it wasn't the family you were born to. Then how did dad's diagnosis change your social life. How old were you? How old was dad? I know a lot of this, obviously, but I think for listeners, it's interesting to have context. So you were married in the mid 60s.
0: Right. Dad was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease at age 58. I was 54. The first few years were fine. Things went on as they had before. When he died, he had had Parkinson's disease for 23 years. For those people who don't know what that is, it's a neurological disease that's degenerative. It doesn't get better. It only gets worse. And he was wheelchair-bound for the last 12 years. And by then, we had to get some help in the house because I could no longer handle him physically. For a while, we continued to go to theater. We would go to movies. We would go to restaurants with friends. I would say the last year and a half, Pretty much if people wanted to see us, they came to our house. We would order in. Moving him physically just became too much of a problem for me. And toward the end, he was nodding off in the middle of dinner. He had some dementia. Our social life kind of diminished. And I would go out with friends. And I did some traveling without him. And he was okay with that.
1: It seemed like your friends were really around a lot. I mean, it didn't seem like you stopped going out with people. I'm not saying you were as active as often, but your friends really seem to always show up. And they did. Is that correct?
0: Right. But they came to us.
1: Yeah. Well, that is showing up, right? I love your friends. I've always felt close to your friends. And I think that's a, a great way people can be helpful, right, is doing what's easy for the person who's maybe has the biggest need at the time. And people's needs change, right? Over time, there'll be times when you're going to be going to people's houses, because it's easier for them. right? Okay, we're making our way towards widowhood. But I mean, that's an important moment in your life, too, when things change, because health changed. It seemed like it was really important to dad to keep seeing friends and to keep living life as much as possible.
0: Well, I think I mentioned this to you before, but When he got his diagnosis, I was upset at first, but I made the decision that I wasn't going to go go into a depressive episode, that I never wanted to look back and say I spent all of this time worrying instead of living and enjoying him when I could and when he was able to do things. So I felt that we, we did what we could, and we lived life in the fullest way we possibly could while he could.
1: Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, you guys traveled a ton and you always seem busy. Even far past probably what a lot of people might have done because it was hard.
0: The last trip he was wheelchair bound and we were in Europe. And then with the cobblestone streets, I knew this was it. It was too hard on him.
1: Yeah. No, hard, hard on him, hard on you. Yes. Okay, so now with dad no longer with us, How, you know, has your social life changed? Because you went through a really, a period of
0: time when he was really not well, I mean, at, at all. Well, I'm 77 now. A number of my friends are widows. So I have a group of female friends that I do things with. It's interesting because since we talked about doing this episode, I've talked to a few different people about how they felt about being widows. And one woman was telling me that she goes out with her close friends who are married, and the three of them go out, and the couple walks ahead of her holding hands, and there she is by herself feeling awful. I haven't had that experience, but I can certainly empathize with her. The fact that this was an ongoing illness and went on for so long, and the fact that I had to handle all our finances and all our everything for a long time, I wasn't left with that shock because I was already doing everything. Another friend told me that Her husband died suddenly, and he had always planned everything, and he was the one who worked up enthusiasm for trips and planning. And all of a sudden, she couldn't do any of that, and she was feeling that lack. Other people say they try to depend on their children. I think you can say I don't do that to you. I will say the only thing I depend on my sons-in-laws for is when I get into a tech problem, and I'm feeling somewhat hysterical. And, and the boys have been good about that. I can't say Brian is helpful
1: in that capacity, probably at all. First of all, we don't live here. But thank goodness you have two sons-in-law in Chicago who are both pretty techies.
0: So. Yeah, yeah, so they've been good about that. Good. And I try not to impose on my children.
1: You never have, and you really could more if you wanted to. Just so everyone knows, I'm not sitting here being like, don't ask me to do stuff.
0: I've always been independent. And I always thought that a a woman had to have her own life apart from her children and her husband. I thought that was important.
1: Yeah, I definitely received that message and I try to live that way too, you know, for the, as much as possible though, but I related to what you said about your friend who felt that her husband drummed up a lot of enthusiasm for trips, let's say uh-huh. it's Brian definitely does like a lot of the planning. If we are going away for winter break with a couple of friends, it's like Brian and the two wives do the planning. Mm-hmm. I just don't like to plan trips. I don't know why I don't, I Like, it's too many decisions to make, and I don't like to be responsible for
0: mundane things like renting a car. Didn't Dad do that stuff? He did when he could, yes. Yeah, okay. The worst part of being a widow, I think, is the loneliness times. Another friend was saying, the worst part is dinner time and eating dinner by yourself. I turn on the TV and I listen to the news, so I feel like at least there's somebody, there. there's some conversation, even if it's not with me.
1: You told me something once, soon after Dad died, that there's sort of a unspoken rule about who pays for what.
0: Yeah, this is interesting. I've been taken out for dinner by a couple friends. The first time the husband pays, after that I insist on paying for myself. Sometimes I'll get a separate check, sometimes it makes sense to just figure out two-thirds, one-third, but that seems to be the protocol.
1: And do people generally respect that wish of yours? Yes, yes. I think it makes sense. Like When we talked about it at the time, it makes sense to me that... You would want to pay for yourself so that people would not feel a hesitation on inviting you. Right? Not that your close friends wouldn't be happy to treat, but it could go on, God willing, for many, many years, and you just want to take care of yourself, I guess. I get right. that. Do you have friends who are in a couple still who do things with you one-on-one more than they used to? Or I guess, you know, like you were probably doing stuff alone because of, of dad's condition for a while already. But you understand what I'm getting at? Are there people who maybe now that you have more time you have more availability i mean you couldn't leave dad you know after certain time of night let's say like are you more
0: available therefore they are more available i i seem to be busy you really are that's a,
1: a lot, listeners I, I call my mom she's never home ever
0: i'm in some film classes so i have classes at night sometimes and then i have to watch the film before the class so i have to do that I didn't answer your question. We had enough friends, so we didn't see any particular friends all the time. So people call, sometimes it's last minute. For example, a lady friend and I had tickets to Ravinia. That's where the Chicago Symphony comes in the summer, for your listeners. A couple friends said, we're going to dinner before the concert. you want to join us? So the couple, my friend and I joined them. So it was one man, three women. He was fine with it. Any other, just,
1: advice you have about this stage of life and friendship?
0: I would say to your listeners that they need to know where insurance policies are, they need to really be financially up to date. I've had a couple friends say they didn't know where anything was, they didn't know how to do anything, and that that's a mistake. You need to know even before Dad died, I made a list of all the bills and when they were due since I was paying them. I pretty much knew what had to be paid every month insurance policies, the insurance premiums. I had to get the tax stuff ready for the accountant. Those are things every woman should be able to do. Because when the spouse dies, to have to deal with the loss and not knowing how to do anything is really, really bad.
1: I think about that a lot. You've told me that before, and I do pay attention to stuff. I mean, I I do feel like Brian does a lot of things. And he he. Talks to me about them, and we talk about them, but it's like I don't want to deal with them. And so I know you're getting. My mom's giving me a a, a look. She's giving <laughs> me the look. I heard recently that there's a woman in town in Minneapolis. I don't know her name, but her job is. I think she's a retired maybe lawyer of some kind. But she has a business of doing exactly this. Like coming into someone's house. It could be a crisis, or it could be a situation where you, you knew it was coming, but all of a sudden. There's a lot on your plate, and she helps you deal with things like recovering passwords and finding all the stuff and figuring out what's what, what needs to happen. I mean, isn't that a brilliant business? Yeah. There probably could be a lot of people who would need a service like that.
0: Mom, anything we didn't cover? One person told me who was widowed suddenly that she was given the advice that if anyone invites you to do anything, just go. It's nice to be open to making new friends. I took a philosophy class and what is the meaning of life? We never did figure it out, by the way. But somebody (laughs) in the class called me and said, uh, I, I saw you and your husband at the theater and I knew right away that we would get along. And she invited me To go out to lunch.
1: This was recent? Recent. Ah, what a success story.
0: Yeah, and then I invited her to the house for lunch, and then we had lunch with a couple other people.
1: Mom, we could do like an entire episode just about that, because that is the kind of thing that I get a lot of questions about. I mean, people really struggle to make friends at all stages of life. So you're telling me that somebody reached out to you. Yes. And basically kind of asked you out on a friend date in a way. She said, I've noticed you.
0: Yeah. She
1: realized that dad had died or no.
0: Oh, she knew he had died. Okay. So, and her husband had died and also after a long illness.
1: Oh, interesting. And, but you really only knew each other from this class. Right. And was a zoom class, right?
0: A zoom class. Yeah.
1: So she asked for, did she already have your, like, I like to know like really details. She already had your email address. Did she have your cell phone? How did she get in touch with you?
0: She must have asked the coordinator of the class. It was after an episode of where I had talked about the death of Joshua, our, my grandchild, your nephew. And somebody in the class had said something like, we shouldn't be talking about personal things.
1: Oh, you don't mean an episode. You mean a Zoom class.
0: A Zoom class. Okay. Right. That's what I meant, yeah. And she called me afterwards and said, I'm so glad you said something, and it was meaningful to everybody in the class, and don't pay attention to that other lady.
1: Oh, I <laughs> love this. So yeah. this is the same one? It's the
0: same woman. That oh, was the one. first. It was the first contact.
1: I like this woman. She's gutsy because, listen, what she did is... The thing that's hardest to do—it's much easier to say yes to plans—and I know actually people struggle with that too. Like the person who gave you the advice that you should say yes to all opportunities, I still would argue it's harder to ask for plans. Yeah, easier to say yes or no, much harder to uh, extend the invitation. So good for her, kudos to her. Yeah. We should play her this episode. She's getting a shout out.
0: Thank you, new friend of my mom's. Oh, she said you should call her. She would like to be on your podcast. Oh,
1: I love it. I think I will because you're not lacking for friends. I want to point out to everyone, my mom has a lot of friends and a lot of dear friends, I would say, like wonderful women who I've loved my whole life. And so also kudos to you for being open at 77, right? Yes. To to new people to, you know, at this stage of life, but I've seen you be open in other stages of life too. But you've had to have some of these friends for many decades. And it would be very easy to just be like, okay, I'm good. I've got the people in my life, I have kids and grandkids and sons in law and everything. And I think it's, it's fantastic that you have continued to meet new people who share your interests at this stage. Are you guys taking a class together this semester
0: coming up? Yes, we're taking another philosophy class on is there free will. It's so heavy. Yeah, I know. This is a very heavy friendship. At the end of these philosophy classes, you never get the answers. You just get questions. But the interaction between the people in the class is what's interesting.
1: Is it back in person or are you still Zooming? We're still Zooming. Is that just going to go on
0: until the end of time? This class, you could do either. So sometimes I go to where the class is and sometimes... I just do them,
1: okay. So this story came out of I asked other advice, and you said to say yes to
0: every a, opportunity. Just say yes,
1: that's great. And I think it's important also for people to note that my mom was always signing up for classes, you know, even while my dad was very sick, You're right, and you made it a priority. If I wanted her on the podcast or if I was even coming in town or something, and she'd say, You know, this day works, this day works, but not this day, I have my class. And I think that's important to have yeah. things to structure your schedule around. All right, Mom, I think we could probably wrap this up unless you have anything to add. I don't think so. Everybody, my mom is part of our Facebook group, Dear Nina, the group. So I will put this episode up and you can always tell us what you thought and you can generally ask her things. I started a Substack, which is a newsletter where monthly posts are free that the monthly newsletter is free but there will be subscriber only content paid subscriber I should say only content that will be the Dear Nina letters that I used to do on my site but I haven't done in a long time and I'm moving those to Substack and new ones I should say I'm writing new ones for Substack and my mom will sometimes be someone who helps answer like she always has in the past except this time it's going to be for paid subscribers mom And, you know, maybe I'll kick a little bit your way. (laughs) I'll take you to lunch. I'll take you to lunch (laughs) on our paid subscriptions. But I actually think it's important to have some special content just for subscribers. So you can find all of that on my website. Or if you're on Substack already with other newsletters, it's Dear Nina, Conversations About Friendship, just like the name of this podcast. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for listening, for joining us. And thanks, Mom, for sitting in my tiny little office in a tiny little chair with headphones on and being such a good sport. It was fun. All right. Until next time, we'll have my mom again. Bye, everybody. Come back in a couple of weeks when our friendships are going well. We are happier all around. Right, Mom? Right. See you next time.